And we motherfucking back, man. Welcome back to another episode of MKZ, the podcast. I believe we are on episode six now, fellas. So we're getting yes, to move sir. on. We're getting to move on. It's looking lovely. And, you know, it's been a it's been quite a journey. Um, before anything, before anything today, I want to do one, one little special thing for today's episode. Can the rest of the choir, before we introduce our special guest, as y'all see next to me, can the rest of the choir here join me in singing happy motherfucking birthday oh. for Kevon yes, motherfucker? Yes, I didn't even know it was his birthday. Sir. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We hella uncoordinated, but we just want to show why you. you don't look. Why you don't look happy for niggas be wish you happy birthday, <laughs> bro. Saying, bro. I forgot about that shit. <laughs> hey, no, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate of course, it. Of course, we want to wish our, you know, one of our wonderful co-hosts a happy birthday, man. Got all the love in the world for you, man. Thank you for everything you do for us and what you do for, you know, the friend group. So, uh, much love, mm-hmm. gang. Much love. Much love. But without further ado, we'll get this show. We'll get this show on the road. Um, we have a special guest, as you can see. I, I hinted at it a bit, bit earlier. We had the biggest Bainin in this motherfucker. If y'all know him, y'all know him. But we got the biggest Bainin, Bainin. in the chat. Bainin, uh, talk to me. <laughs> What's good, job boys? You know, pleasure to be here. I always, you know, always, always wanted to be in this spot. Y'all boys be going crazy, so to be here with y'all boys is it's fine, you know, it's fine. Much love, much love, much love. We appreciate you, dog. We we were looking forward to hear what type of shit you got to say about uh, these finals going on. So let's get, let's oh, get. I got a lot. Okay, perfect. Let's get straight to it. Let's get straight. Let's get straight to it. I don't know if y'all can tell by my background, but I'm literally on vacation. Like I'm literally sitting on the floor right now, like. I know I'm showing some crazy shit, but I'm on vacation. Such a goat. The grind don't Such stop. The grind boy, don't stop for grind, y'all boys. The grinder boy. The grind don't stop, right. bro. The grind don't stop. It's a must we get this out before the game. But uh, yeah, game one, folks. What the fuck do we have to say about our atrocious heat performance? What do we have to say? Look, we can't call it atrocious, bro. That's foul, bro. Because look, we only lost by eleven. Right. And niggas wasn't even hooping. I respect that. I respect that. You know, you know, the bitter heat fan in me is going is going to blow it up and make it seem like it's the worst loss in the world. And I definitely blew that shit out of proportion, <laughs> but I had to stop and think. Like, okay, let me calm down. Let me let me let me think about what really went wrong. Right. Niggas right. just wasn't hooping. Niggas wasn't hooping, man. And like, it's so crazy to see because we've grown accustomed, especially this playoffs, to a Heat team that has been able to outshine the lights. You know has been able to go out there, outperform. We got role players looking like stars. We got players getting cut from the worst team in the league and looking like the, the conference finals uh, MVPs. But he got no respect riding by, past me while I'm trying to record for him. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like, it's like, you know, we got so used. I feel like we got spoiled as Heat fans. We got spoiled a little bit. Into Not thinking, most of. Right, into thinking that, you know, Every game is gonna be perfect. When in reality, we got niggas like Max Struess on our team, and we have when you have niggas uh, like Max Struess, oh, we're not gonna do that, bro. We're not gonna do that, bro. We got niggas like Max Struess on our team. So when we got For niggas those like who that, don't know, Mister Two Times is a big Max Struess hater. As much as he's a Heat fan, he hates Max Struess with all of his heart. With all my heart. This is both of these are to Max Struess. He pisses me off. 
But that I mean, nigga smacking tonight. That nigga <laughs> yes, smacking tonight, bro. Pick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga smacking tonight. No, hey man, not, hit that boy bro. Key up for some real picks, man. That boy get you right, man. Make you some bread. <laughs> but where, where does the Max Truth hate come from, bro? What did he I do? I mean, I'm just, I just don't like. My thing is, see, look, see, look. And I feel like we've all been here as Hoopers, right? You hop in a pickup game, you hop in a competitive game, and. You're here putting in work with people that you hope can hoop, can hope can live up to whatever level that they need to live up to, whatever role they're bringing to the team. I don't like guys that do shit, that, that how can I say this, that divert out of their lane. Struce should be a 3 and D guy for me. Every, like, he should not be that's putting. That's what he be doing. That's what he be, okay, that's what he should be doing. But Struce, for me, should average anywhere from, like, five to seven shots. Those shots that he's taking, especially when he's not hitting, it's like, Struce, you are not that guy. So why are you catching the ball and chucking that bitch from 30 with that a hand a shooter. in your face, bro? I understand he's a shooter, but when it's not when it's not falling like it did game one and you're shooting 0 for 10, I got nothing. Like, you're running. You're, you're, you're getting cardio on that court. You're wasting the body. You're wasting the space. Man, McKinley, start me off and tell me. What the fuck went wrong for us game one? I can talk shit about Struce all day, but I'm not going to waste the whole episode talking about that nigga. Let me hear what you got to do. So, you know, after watching the film, you know, uh, what went wrong? Well, first, you know, we got to talk about defense. You know, the Aaron Gordon, he started off real hot. We just didn't have no body for him except really Jimmy. But they, I feel like the reasons were that because just terrible transition defense. You know, we was getting cross-matched. And, you know, we was having a little guy on Aaron Gordon. There's nothing we could do about that unless we get matched up properly. So transition defense, they, they got to be a lot better in matching up with the right guys because, obviously, Bam is the only person out there that we're going to have on Jokic. He can't, he can't be switching on Aaron Gordon just to stop him. You know, so I feel like that was really a big key. Another thing, you know, Jamal Murray, I mean, Jamal's going to do Jamal. You know, he's in amazing shots from, since the beginning of the playoffs. So there's not much we could do but just hope to contain him. You know, I like the high Smith on him. You know, he's he showed really good minutes on him. And he re- really, you know, navigating through screens and being a, a body that, you know, you make him uncomfortable. Another issue, um, just really getting around the screens, you know, really fine over, really just hustling. You know, like I seen, like I watched a little bit of Draymond's podcast. He said he looked a little tired, and then he was right. You know, they did look tired at some points. You know, guys are not really fully getting around. I seen one play. Um, Gabe is trying to get through a back screen uh, from from Gordon to stick on Jamal, but he just stays there thinking Jimmy's gonna switch. But obviously, we don't want that, and Jamal gets a free easy dunk. So, you know, we gotta do a lot better getting around them screens because you know they're a team that moves the ball. They're a team that's gonna constantly dribble handoff screens. Back doors, you know, we gotta we gotta be more vigilant than that. And obviously, offense, you gotta hit shots. You know, um, Struess, I, I ain't gonna be mad at Struess. He had a lot of good looks. And obviously, Duncan Robinson he had a lot of good looks too. You know, obviously, they're shooters. They're they gonna they gonna fall next game. But then again, the same goes for Nuggets. You know, they shot the ball terribly. You can't we can't hope that they that uh, MPJ is gonna miss those same shots he was shooting because he has some good looks too that he missed. So we gotta be more vigilant on getting a good hand on contest on that boy. Man, throw 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 smack on first take for such a such a in depth analysis that he just provided on game one. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. Uh Bannon, you wanna go next? Did you wanna just give us a little rundown about about uh about game one? Bruh. When he said when he talked about the play where Gabe stopped and, and Jamal Murray got a free dunk at the rim, I go lie. When that happened, I got so tight. But I was also <laughs> tight at Jimmy because it's like 
you look, he got a peep. He's not moving. So just like you right there, you could just turn around and, and put a hand up or something, bro. But yeah, the heat yeah. defense was, was terrible, bro. Like the opening started a game with how much did Aaron Gordon have? I think it was like 12 in the first quarter or something like that, where he was just cooking crazy. He had Caleb Martin in the paint just babying him out the way. It was it was low key. It was tough, bro. Like it was tough to watch. And then it was, it was nothing we could I know do. You hate, it was nothing you could do. Like me personally, I was thinking to myself, like, why not just have Kevin Love out there? He could shoot. He's an extra big body. Like, I don't know why we didn't have him out there. It's gotta be a reason. You know, I trust Spo with everything in my heart. So if you don't got him out there, it's gotta be a reason. But I know you hate Max Bruce. You you hate the shots he took, but he has to, bro. Like, I feel like that's his if he's not shooting the ball, what is he doing? Like, if he's just out there. Exactly. Not shooting, then what is he really doing for us? Because he's not the best defender. Like he's not he's not a terrible defender, but he's not no ball stopper, bro. So yeah. I just feel like he has to take those shots. Jimmy didn't get to the line at all. And that's something we never see. So the fact that he had a game of just settling for jump shots and, and getting weak looks at the rim and we only lost by eleven, like I said before, like as much bad as it was that game, it's good things to look forward to because Kayla Martin, I trust him to never put on a stinker like that ever again. <laughs> Max Struess, he's going to be good for – I think Max Struess going to go, go for more than 12 this game, honestly. Duncan Robinson going to come in and who – like, we see him getting backdoor cuts at the rim against the Celtics, putting the ball on the floor and all of that, like – I, I got trust. I got trust in the Miami Heat tonight, bro. They they gonna pull it out. But overall, game one, it was just it was just one of those games where you got to sit there like Nuggets just wanted it more than us, bro. That's that's really all it came down to. That's really all it came down to. And you know that's something that was very clear from the onset of the game. Like you bring up Aaron Gordon coming out and attacking off rip. Like he sees the mismatch, which. To your point, I feel like maybe a coaching adjustment should have been made. I guess Paul wanted to see how the smaller lineup could, could, could fare out with um, the bigger bodies of Denver. But, you know, we have at least some sort of size on the bench that could have been utilized in, in the case of Aaron Gordon. So to stop him from dropping, like, what you said, like 12 in the first quarter, like it was just back to back. It was like an onslaught of buckets. So, you know, hopefully those adjustments are made for this next game. But, um, you know, it's just plenty that went wrong. I'm sure, I'm sure Key got some more to add to the table. Um, as far as the game one recap, bro. Um, talking from like the last video, we talked about like the way Miami lost. Oh, he muted his mic. The way Miami that threw me. The way, the way Miami lost. It was um. It was like I said. Like if they go and win games, Jimmy has to put more points up, and everybody else has to, has to contribute and score more. But watching Miami play throughout this playoffs. The one thing that everybody can say, no, no Victor Depot, no Tyler Hero, they play good defense. And I feel like the defense really helps them on offense. It helps them not only just them transition to offense, but their mental too. Like that's the way that's heat culture. And for Miami not to be good defensively to start off the game with Aaron Gordon going off and not even like Murray and Jokic are starting off yet, that really kind of messed them up, I feel like. And um I think 
like they try to play in a little bit of that zone and you know with that zone they got a guard usually like a guard up up top of the key and they got a guard like a a shooter up top they got Jokic on top and Jokic up top of there he sees everything and he's watching the way they they motion around and i think that's what happened with aaron gordon getting mismatches with gabe vincent and uh caleb martin they just kept flowing through that mess up that zone and he would get inside by the free throw line then go back straight to the post and the zone can't really crowd him like that because if they do, there's going to be open shooters. And then he can get out to Jokic. Jokic can pass someone else. They, they got to, I don't know what they're going to have to do. They got to figure something out. And I, I understand that Kevin Love because of size. But one thing about Kevin Love is that he's slow. He's very slow. And defensively against Aaron Gordon, is I'm not saying he's going to get 12 points, but he's still going to get his. And unless Kevin Love come out there and like plays like a little bit better, uh, defensively, because offensively I can see it like him getting rebounds. I mean, him stretching for him, him helping out on boards and defense. But then guarding Aaron Gordon, or let's say they do some switches around and he got to close on someone like Michael Porter Jr. or KCP, like Caleb Martin and them, they have a better chance of that than someone like Kevin Love. That's why I think why he was not there. That's why I think Highsmith played more minutes because he, he's better on defensively out there. It, uh, it's, it's, it's a tough one. So you take Cody's out of the fucking game. That's one thing. Take Cody's out of the game. If anything, if you're going to play somebody, they play Kevin Love. If you talk about Max Schultz. And, it, and one thing about Max Schultz, a lot of his shots were open. It was like he was making consensus. He missing open shots. And he had five rebounds on top of that. Like, he's going out there. And you was talking earlier how, like, Max Schultz is like a guy that just, if he not shooting, running around. Bro, like, he was still shooting that shit while 0 for 7. I love that about a shooter. That's confidence. If you if you die down and don't pass, I love that about a shooter. Die. I love that about no. That that's that that's that confidence, bro. Because think if, if you if you a shooter for a team, bro, and your shots are not falling, and it's like the third or fourth quarter, and you stop shooting, that like, bro, like, come on, man. Like, let's say he's open, start kicking it out. Like, game over. Like, the for him, still he was 0 for 7 in the third quarter. He's still shooting that shit. He's still trying to find shots. He's like. He's going this game, and he's going to be confident. He's talking to G Button boys. He's cool. Like I like what Max Schultz got going on. Same thing with Caleb Martin. I feel like same way uh, Aaron Gordon's a mismatch on, on offense for them. I feel like he can't guard Caleb Martin off the dribble or move on his hand at all. I feel, I feel like, yeah, bro, Aaron Gordon, bro. Everybody said Aaron Gordon played this great defense on Katie. Let me just give him buckets. They gave him buckets. He's like, oh, I, I'm talking to my kids, and I was guarding LeBron. He's talking on a bad leg, nigga. What are you talking your kids about? What are you oh, talking crazy? Talking crazy. Oh, I, I don't like that shit, bro. I feel like Caleb Martin will cook that, nigga. I feel like uh, Bam, I love what Bam did game one. We should take a, a shout-out to Bam in game one. Everybody was talking shit about Bam. He ah uh, here, uh, here we go here we go bit I like Bam bro I so like you know all right I know I know Lakers fan but the same shots that Bam was taking were the same shots that um AD had against Jokic Jokic he's not that good around that low post area with the jump hooks Bam had a lot of those and they backed off on Bam too he had a lot of easy mid ranges and it's like it's not like by the free throw line it's like really close by the rim and I feel like that's where he's more efficient at and if he still has those shots he can really take those shots more. And I need Jimmy to be more freaking like aggressive, bro. Like, in the beginning of the game, he was he was trading shots in the beginning of the game. I saw that, but like later on, he died down. And it's like, bro, like I get how the offense is working right now. It's not so dominantly on Jimmy, but bro, when the niggas can't hit their shots, you need to grab that shit and work them niggas. Force double teams, like you say, he didn't get to the feet, he didn't get to the like get some fouls. Cause that's happened in the Boston game too. He that the game six when they lost. He was getting more rest towards the end. He started getting more foul calls. He needs to do shit like that more. I don't know if he's hurt. Maybe like you say, he's hurt earlier. Um, he, he we gotta figure it out though. They gotta do something about that. I don't know, but I feel like I like Miami way they played. 
Uh, they like you say, one lost by eleven points. And to be honest, if Max Truesen would hit those shots, they win that shit. Even on a bad game, uh, you can say that with anybody. But I, I like I like the Miami this game too. Game they are gonna beat them niggas. I respect it. I respect it. As you can see, we're very passionate. Uh, you know, South Flor- South Floridians down here. You see Key uh, preaching with his with his veins in his neck. You know, we're very passionate when it comes to this. When it comes to this basketball talk, man. Now, <laughs> now, I feel like I feel like for my take on the game one recap, you know, I want to touch. I want to touch base on a couple of things that you know all of you guys pointed out, right? First, let me start off with Struce because I know the viewers that have been watching the first few minutes. They, you know, they are they already understand my adamant disliking of this nigga Struce. I'm gonna be honest. I'll, I'll reiterate it. I don't like him. I don't. But I will give him some slack after hearing you guys' take. You know, it wasn't just first off, it wasn't just Struce that was that was that was underperforming game one. You know, although his was most apparent to me because he went for over, he put up a donut. I don't know. I mean, I love that y'all are saying shooters, shooters, but. He put up a donut, okay? But I'll take some of the load off his back because, you know, what if, What was it? Him, Caleb, and Duncan shot, I think, two for 23 from the Florida um, from the Florida game. Yep. So it's yeah, like, you like know. One, one for 16 from three. One, like, yeah, like one for 16 from three. So, you know, clearly it was more it was, it was more than just one player, you know, being stubborn in his ways and uh, trying to shoot himself out of a slump. It was more so. I feel like the Heat are just – we got to find a way to transition into this different atmosphere that is Denver and that is the NBA Finals. You know, um, we've heard we've, we've heard the media talks about – and we've heard it for years about the altitude over there in Denver. And we know that that has played a big role in, uh, you know, just the – what's the word? Just the fatigue levels in a lot of, a lot of visiting teams because, you know, they are not the Denver Nuggets who have, uh, you know – Formed a growing, you know, formed a liking to this type of altitude, being that they practice here, they play here, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So they're always going to have that benefit in their back pocket. But, you know, I felt like it was, it, it was, you know, it was less to do with, you know, Miami's inability to keep up with with, with Denver, and more so, you know, our own, our own shooting ourselves in the foot. You know, we we're talking about uh, miss uh, miss reads on switches when when we're, um, you know. Uh, when we got yoke with the ball or we got backdoor cuts taking place, we got guys getting free lanes to the basket. You know, those are just things that just can't happen in the um, NBA Finals game, you know. And then we have, um, you know, Jimmy, who, as much as I love Jimmy, you know, I've been I've been professing this since the playoffs started, you know. So it's something about his motor for me. Like, his motor, he has the motor and he has the will. We all know it is. Like, we know Jimmy Butler is a dog at heart, but there's so many games where I feel like He's just coasting out there, you know, like he's just floating sometimes. And, you know, he I love his mentality where he never, you know, he takes a very even keel approach to a lot of things where he never gets too high about a big win or a big game for him. And he never gets too low about a blowout loss, which, you know, inevitably helped us get through things like, the, um, you know, the tough Celtics series or whatever the case may be. But when we get into moments like this where and I don't have the stats in front of me, I don't know if anybody does, but just. When you have your our second best player in Bam Adebayo putting up twenty what twenty six shots? Twenty four. Twenty four. It was twenty four. Twenty five. Twenty five. It was twenty five or tw- whatever, whatever. 25. Around there, twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. We have Bam putting on that many shots, giving you 
just as many points. So let's talk. I'm not even going to sit here and, and, and critique his efficiency because although he wasn't efficient, we could tell he was the only person out there that was really trying to trying to put in work against this Denver Nuggets team in game one. So I don't even fault his, um, you know, inefficiency on the shooting end. But when you have Bam taking that many shots, that's supposed to be a staple for your number one guy. You know, Boston Celtics, for example, I know they're home right now. They're in Cancun chilling. I know they're in Cancun chilling right now. But when it comes to the Boston Celtics, JT is going to come out there and at least put up the shots that he needs as the number one, as the number one on that team. So, we'll, you know, although he'll have his games where he'll have, you know, an occasional eight-pointer or an occasional, you know, 14, 15-point game, it's not like it was for lack of trying. You know what I'm saying? Which is, I feel like that does not reiterate sometimes when it comes to Jimmy Butler, you know? I feel like he has a, an abundance of faith in his team, which I love and I adore. But at a certain point in time, our number one guy has to have that mentality where, listen, we going to win or lose on the – Backs of my fucking struggles. That's how I feel sometimes with, with Jimmy Butler. And I feel a lot of times, you know, he has a lot of trust in his teammates to the point that he believes in them to to take the lead and to, you know, help lead the way towards victory. But at the end of the day, we know you are our best player as far as getting the ball in your hands and making something happen with it. You know, we need our guys like that to stay as assertive and as aggressive as they can off the jump. That's just how I feel about uh, game one. Now, I feel like I want to do something that, you know, we, us as Heat fans, of course, we didn't, we didn't really point out because of, you know, our frustration with um, our specific team and our performance. But we got to give the Denver Nuggets credit. You know, I know, I know, uh, McKinley, you talked about how they didn't shoot well in game one. And that's something that we're not, probably not expecting um, them to do for game two. But Jamal Murray came out in hoop. Aaron Gordon came out in hoop. Jokic, for, for us, we had a quiet Jokic game. And it's crazy to say that a quiet Jokic game is still a triple-double, triple-double. in the NBA yeah. Finals. Like, it's just crazy to think about how, how ridiculous he is. But when you got Jamal Murray playing like, fuck Bubble Murray, he's turned that into his whole, his, his whole ego these days, you know? He's coming out there. He's shooting the ball so efficiently. Some of the moves that he's getting on, on, on the court just look are just straight pro moves. You know, where we got a guy that is, you know, single hand not single handedly, but he has taken the reins as the playmaker and, you know, one of the uh, most ball dominant players on that team. And he is not putting it to waste. I, I want to take a second to just hear what you guys have to say just about the performance that we're seeing from Jamal Murray and just his ability to just get back to himself, not not only himself, but to elevate his game since, you know, the recent string of injuries that we know Jamal Murray has been has been dealing with over the past few years. So um, let me start with Key. What do you feel like about Jamal Murray has, you know, has this Denver Nuggets team clicking? Um, outside of, like, being a Lakers fan, Miami Heat fan, I am a fan of the Nuggets, kind of. I, I really enjoy uh, Jokic, Jamal Murray, especially. It was really bad that Jamal Murray messed his leg up. We tore his ACL. I know that shit. I tore my shit. I know how that shit is. And uh, for him to just come back, <laughs> for him to come back and really play at this level and perform at a high level is is, is really cool. Like, and like the same thing with like uh, well, I was saying with Max Shoes confidence. That nigga Jamal Murray confidence is above the roof. Like that nigga Jamal Murray is scaring me. He's reminding me a little bit like Hurry, bro. Like. 
I saw, I remember play, I forgot what it was. Like, he caught the ball, and he, like, lost it a little bit. And the defender came flying on me, pump fake, dribbled, stepped back to three. He had an open mid-range, stepped back to three, and whacked that shit. And then walked on like it was nothing. Like, And I was like, wow. It's just, you, he's just consistently doing this over and over again. And everybody can say now, Bubble Murray, like, fuck the Bubble Murray. It's God Murray right now, bro. Like, he's, he's playing on a high level. Um, I don't know what Miami going to do against him. I, I'm I'm not spoke, but he 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 we we have to do something about it because he he's just evolving, involving more and more. And the thing about Jamal Murray is, as a number two option on the team, he could easily go for fifty. Easily, he could easily drop fifty one night, and that's that's really scary, bro. Uh, ah, he he's playing a lot high level right now. I have nothing more to say about him. It's, I'm just at a maze. This is good basketball. I'm just enjoying it at this point. It's beautiful to see. It's beautiful to see. And we talked about it last uh, episode. You know, a lot of people. We're talking about how the ratings of this series they felt like was going to yeah. drop just because, you know, we had teams that, quote-unquote, weren't the hype teams or, you know, they weren't the Lakers of the world or the Boston Celtics of the world. But these are the types of series that us basketball, you know, aficionados and people that actually enjoy watching the game and seeing the beauty for, of, of what the game is, you know, project itself on the biggest stage. It's a great series for people like us because we see the beauty in, the, in a Jamal Murray's game. We see the very unorthodox level of artistry in a game like Jokic. So with those two players clicking at the levels they have, I've been hearing recent talks about how they just very well might be the best duo in the league. Bannon, do you have any do you have any uh, comments regarding that that uh, you know that trend that has been 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 uh, crossing the media lately? First of all, I want to say the people that are. Worried about ratings who don't work for the NBA <laughs> need to shut up, bro. Like that's the lamest thing I ever. I never heard nobody was crying about ratings in 2018 when LeBron had absolutely nobody and went against the Avengers, bro. Like ratings didn't matter then. I don't know why they matter all of a sudden now. But people wanted to see Lakers and the Celtics, but they should have won their games. That's on them. But right. as far as the best duo in the league, I, I had it being Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but as of right now, Nikola Jokic who. Loki never puts up a bad game, and his bad games are still triple doubles. And you got Jamal Murray, who, like he said, could go off for 50 any second. That they're probably the most dangerous duo in the league right now. And I'm happy for Jamal Murray because I remember watching a, a post game interview of, of Mike Malone, and he was talking about how uh, after Jamal Murray got injured, he was like, "Oh, Jamal was referring to himself as damaged goods," and like that's low key tough to hear because he's a bucket and a half, bro. Like. He, he he always gives us all to that Denver team, especially in the bubble. But like he said, it's not about the bubble no more. He does this on a consistent basis. He can go off and, and do whatever he wants on that court, especially with Jokic out there who has the center of attention most of the time. But he has everything in his bag when it comes to scoring, bro. He can get to the rim, finish at, finish in the mid-range, pull a deep three from half court. Like he can, There's nothing he can't do offensively. And defensively, like – Nobody pays attention to him defensively, but he's a, he's like a solid defender. So I don't really see a flaw in his game like that. He could make plays too. But um, the Nuggets as a whole, they're just uh, a Swiss Army knife. I don't feel like they have a flaw as a team necessarily. Like they can literally do everything on the court. So that's why I don't I don't take these losses to heart because this is a really complete basketball team through and through. This is a really complete basketball team to the point where you have people saying that. 
you know, the heat is going to get ran through, swept, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, although I feel like that's just the, the continual disrespect that we've been seeing um, towards, you know, these recent heat teams as of late that, you know, I certainly don't understand. But at the end of the day, you know, it's run to this reason. We have a team playing with the utmost confidence and we have a team looking like, you know, a team that is ready to run through the whole league and they've done so so far. So, you know, give give the Denver Nuggets their credit. Now, maneuvering uh, to, over to our next segment, I want to start off with uh, Smack here. The do's and don'ts for each team. As far as my do's and don'ts, we know, like, we're talking, like, key points that you feel um, each team needs to do or don't do um, in order to achieve, you know, the maximum level of success, win these games and these NBA finals. So beginning with our Miami Heat, what do you feel, like, is the key points for this team if we're going to get, you know, overcome all odds and, and and win this damn series, man. What do you think we need to do, especially with game two looming in just a couple hours? You know, what do you think we got to do as far as um, the Miami Heat um, putting themselves in position to win this game? Um, so first, we're going to start on offense. So first, we need to involve Jokic into more ball screens, get him into more actions, I feel like, because as you've seen late in the stretch, um, Gabe Vincent and Kyle Lowry, they was able to do like a quick high ball screen, able to get into some threes because, you know, Jokic is generally playing drop coverage. And so we need to take more advantage of that. And I say run more two-man game between Duncan Robinson and Bam because as, as we've seen before, their two-man game is pretty amazing. You know, Duncan is really involved into a better ball handler and he's and he's a good passer too. He's made some great passes. So, you know, to for Bam, so we need to get more actions into that. And then obviously, uh, Jimmy just needs to be more aggressive, but we kind of expect that, you know, because, you know, Jimmy, he, as you said, he, as he said in the pre- press conference, you know, he's going to take accountability for that. And hopefully he's going to put more pressure on the rim and, you know, force Jokic into foul trouble. Because uh, one point I wanted to kind of disagree with you guys on Nuggets being a complete team. The only weakness that they have really is they don't have no true rim protectors. You know, yeah, you got guys like MPJ who could potentially block a shot, but MPJ is not known as a shot block. Aaron Gordon, too, they're not really – they're both just athletic, like around 6'10 guys that could jump and <coughs> potentially block a shot. So I say, like, rim protection is one of their weaknesses. You know, you could try to get Jokic into foul trouble. And, but the thing about that is Jokic, he's pretty – he's a very smart defender, so he's really handsy. So, you know, he's going to be looking for strips, and, you know, he tries not to get into foul trouble. So you, you got to also be careful with that when you attack him. Um – uh, otherwise, offensively, those are those are really the main keys because I'm really not worried about our shooters uh, making shots because that's just how the game goes. You know, it's a make or miss league. You know, you just gotta believe in them. They had great looks. We just gotta knock them down next time. You know, guys were probably a little tired at the moment, which was just a little too big. So, but you know, you, it's heat culture. You know, them guys gonna bounce back and hit those next shots. So you know, we're not really worried about that defensively. It's gonna be tough because you know their team that they're not they're not too uh, ISO or star oriented. You know they move all well. You know they have great continuity amongst each other. So defensively, really, it's just making sure we we're, we're talking on transition and making sure we matched up well. And then hopefully we can see some Kevin Love minutes and I'd say decrease Cody Zeller minutes. You know as much Bam at, at this point has got to play almost at least the same amount of minutes as Jokic. So whenever Jokic get out the game, that's when Bam gets out. Whenever Jokic get back in, that's when Bam comes back in. There's not a moment where, honestly, I should see Cody Zeller in the game. You know, he's he's solid. You know, he's good energy. He's a tough guy, but you know, 
Cody Zelly, we all seen that one play where Jokic just daring to put a shoulder in his chest, and well, you see that nigga tumbling to the ground, and he got his cookies ripped by Jokic as well. There's nothing you can do about that one, but honestly, we should not see a lot of Cody Zeller minutes. So, okay, uh, defensive. Oh, go ahead. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Okay, I want to be, before we move on to um the next the next person to to share their takes on 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 both teams. I want to ask you, uh, Smack. With the shooting that we saw in game one, now, you know, we already detailed the numbers from, um, you know, three of our top shooters. I've been hearing a lot of talks of this isn't an anomaly for the Miami Heat. Excuse me. I'm not, damn, I sound like he. This isn't an uh, <laughs> anomaly for the Miami Heat, but it's instead what we, what they are, you know, what they actually are. People have been talking about how they were uh, pretty piss poor uh, three-point shooting team in the regular season. Yeah, they caught fire in the playoffs, and they've come out here, and they have, you know, excelled in that department. But as far as game two and the rest of the series is concerned, do you feel like game one is more so uh, reminiscent of what's to come and what did he have been in the regular season? Or do you think that was a one-off in which, like you guys had said earlier, we trusted our shooters. They just wasn't knocking it down that game. We move on to the next. They'll do better next game. What what side of the coin do you do you think you fall on? Uh, I feel that's a great point. Um, it did. It it is a little reminiscent of of the regular season of the misses, certain misses. But I'd say more. They we should we should be good for game two. Reason being, because I'd say if I remember the stat correctly. They had six, uh, like out of the threes they had, I, I don't know what the total, but 16 of those threes were, were considered open, and they only made five of them. And the way they were shooting, we shot like almost around 40% against Boston, which is a damn, which is pretty much a wing-oriented team, guys who could really close out and bother shooters. Uh, the Knicks, another team that that's known for defense, that are gritty, you know, and then obviously the. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, a, a lengthy team that they could really bother shooting with, with with a lot of their length, uh, with the guys with long arms, you know. So I feel like we, we should be good because the way they've been shooting against those three themes, we should we should be shooting the same way. Fine, you know. Hey man, I pray I pray to God you are right because and you know I told y'all boys back when the game was taking place, I was in a bar, it was packed out. We all watching the Heat game. We all supporting the Heat. I don't think y'all understand how disheartening it is to see wide open three point shots go up. Everybody get hyped up. Everybody throwing their threes in the air. Everybody hype, and that shit is fucking broke. <laughs> my head, my me, me and my older brother and my younger brother were actually out watching the game together, and all of our heads, every shot, it just dropped. It was just like, damn, like this is not the Heat team that we're accustomed to. So, you know, I mean, I'm praying for the best when it comes to this team. Um, I hope I hope all is well when it comes to the, the the vast majority of them. But you know, I guess we're just gonna see how Game Two, uh, you know, unfolds. So, Key, how you feel about the uh, do's and the don'ts for each team? What would you say? Um, basically, uh, going back to like I said, Game One, I, and everybody say right now, Jimmy gotta be more aggressive. Uh, one thing about Jimmy that he's really good is he's really good at getting fouls. Uh, I don't know if he's the highest uh, foul getter in the, in the playoffs right now. He probably is top five, or at least top three. He's number two. No, I'm I'm just I'm just hitting at a point that you're about to make. I'm I'm assuming in that we only had two free throws. Yeah, yeah, we had two free throws. And, 
and I think they were the, it was like the lowest percentage in the finals history of like shots taken in the paint too. Some shit like that, right? Some, some shit. It was, it was some crazy. Yep, I seen that. I seen that stat as well. Yeah. Um, I think another benefit to stop the Aaron Gordon bullshit. They're gonna put Aaron Gordon on Jimmy, and Jimmy's better getting foul calls. So if we put Aaron Gordon on Jimmy, he gets foul calls. Jimmy, if Gordon, I, I'm calling this. I'm calling. I'm calling this. Gordon's gonna get two fouls in the first. I don't know, May first quarter. I I thought you get two fouls. Jimmy be more aggressive. I hope, or, or maybe they might switch him around. The other guys be more aggressive. And then one thing I'm not sure I like. He's not that great offensively, but he can't get some charges. I, I don't know how he do it. Max Shoes get charges. Gordon's playing really physical. I think Scrollin is going to really lock in on that uh, detail. And Gene play more aggressive. He does that. And Bams keep doing the same thing he's doing. Uh, Miami should be okay. I, I agree with the shooters. Like, I understand. Like, like, like the, y'all saw the Paul Pierce bullshit. Uh, Paul Pierce talking about somehow Miami, like, the worst uh, teams scoring-wise in the league. And the, that's the regular season, bro. Everybody keeps saying this, this shit about the regular season. It's always been a staple throughout our lives. The regular season, regular season. Playoffs is different intensities, a different level of basketball. It's way different. What have you done for me lately? Like, come on. Like, the Miami Heat have been playing great. They were shooting well throughout the whole playoffs. According to the same thing with McKay said, all the teams they played were decent defensive teams. And big teams. That's one thing too. Everybody keeps saying about the size, but the, the, the Nuggets, Miami and the Lightning. Now we play against the Bucks, who are also a big size team. And Brooke Lopez was number three in defensive fucking um player year votes. Like they play against guys like this, play against better guys. They just have to keep doing what they've been doing. Hopefully they can keep going with it. Hopefully we don't see too many missed open shots. But if they flow through Jimmy, I think Jimmy has to step up now and really take the reins. He he's been stepping up, of course. I'm sorry, like. I mean, like he really has to be the number one option and force defenders to surround him so these guys could be more confident. I guess I feel like team rolls through Jimmy. Um, the don'ts defense, defense. I'm surprisingly saying defense is going to be a little problem for Miami because Miami has been a great, great defensive team. They just have to figure that shit out on defense. I don't know if anybody startle um, Jokic, but maybe uh, make it harder for uh, Murray. If that's possible, make him make more difficult shots and just watch the shooters. That's the only thing. I think we should play, take out Cody Zeller, play more Kevin Love, and play more Highsmith. And maybe instead of putting Bam on, I know it's crazy, instead of putting Bam on Jokic, let's have Bam as a help defender maybe. And maybe put someone like Kevin Love, you guys say, or Martin on Jokic. Because Jokic, he's at the top of the key. And if he comes to back down, I know it's like, you don't want him to post up and get a double tink. He finds open shooters, but we have good length. We have Bam as a help defender, and I, he could really disrupt Jokic more instead of him just playing on ball on him. I feel like I don't know. I, I want to see Miami at least try it at least because I feel like with Jokic on the top of the key, Bam's guarding him. It like he he didn't put that many shots, so he put up what eight shots, but he still like we said was still working his offense and working pretty well. I think Bam is a great defender. He could do probably better off supporting everybody else instead of guarding the main guy. Um, that's that. That's that's the only things I can see for Miami to do: grab more rebounds, be more physical, be more aggressive. Come in the house and say, "Shut the fuck up! We gonna score this shit, win this." Uh, that's uh, he coached basically. Um, for the Nuggets, the only thing they could do is shoot more shots and make more shots. But fuck the Nuggets. I'm sorry. The Nuggets been playing great basketball, so. There's not much you can say for them. They can just be consistent. I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. Uh, Bannon, 
I want to hear a little bit of your take just regarding whichever team you want to document. And if you want to do both, you can. But just what you feel like is going to be, you know, translate into game two. Uh, I feel like everything about Miami has been touched on. Um, Fish. Yvonne, don't get fined now. Okay. All right, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, every everything everything's already been said that that's needed to be said for Miami. Um, as far as the dudes for Miami, keep shooting the ball if you're Max and Duncan. That's what you're out there to do. We've seen what they could do. You know, they they done damage to Boston, some incredible damage to the Knicks. So just keep shooting the ball, Jimmy. Just be more aggressive. That's that's who you are. Get to the line. Stop setting. No, for don'ts. Don'ts for Miami. Do not settle for jump shots, bro. Stop that. That was that was pissing me off last game. Stop settling for too. these jump not, shots, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like like like, bro. Stop. That's Gabe Vincent. Because like you said, uh, McKinley, they don't have rim protectors like that. We went up against a. Robert Williams, we went up against Al Horford, a Mitchell Robinson, a Brooke Lopez, a, a, a few games of Giannis, but still a Giannis. Um, if we could finish at the rim against those teams, bro, why can't we finish over? Uh, like, Jokic is a big body, don't get me wrong, but he's not going to jump with nobody. Uh, Aaron Gordon, what, he's a 6'8"? He could jump. I ain't going to lie. Definitely could jump, but he ain't going to, you know what I'm saying? Um, just stop settling for jump shots, bro, especially if you're not – Duncan or Struess. Like, those are the main people I want to see taking, like, the tough shots at the three-point line. But that's that's really it. For the yeah. Nuggets, I would say fuck the Nuggets, but, you know, they're hooping, bro. I don't really yeah. have no, no don'ts for them. They, they miss open shots just like we did, honestly. And for the same thing goes for the Nuggets. Just keep shooting the ball. That's really it. I can respect that take. I can respect that take. I feel like I, I got a little bit, um, you know, I'm going to touch on, on Denver just a little bit just because, you know, we've, you know, all, all said, you know, what, you know, what's understood with the Denver Nuggets doesn't need to be explained, of course. But just one thing I feel about Denver as far as do's, do's and don'ts are concerned, I would say they should not. They should do everything in their power. And I know it, it, it burns my heart to say this, but I really do feel like this series is going to be you know, we talked about it from a scheme perspective um, last episode. And, you know, we said it's going to be a very scheme-oriented series. But I do feel like the Denver Nuggets just have the better team on paper. So if they don't allow the team to run through Jimmy Butler the same way that they were able to kind of slow him down game one, I kn- like like we've said, he's gonna, he, we assume he's going to come out with a whole different level of intensity. He's already calling the over on uh, <laughs> the 1.5 fouls for them. Aaron Gordon in the first quarter. So, you know, we know what we know what this Heat team is, and Denver should know what this Heat team is. They they live by, you know, they live by their culture, they're gonna die by their culture. So I feel as though um we have to they have to do a great job in keeping Jimmy Butler contained because we know what he has in him if he if, you know if he chooses to go for it. As far as their dues are concerned, one thing I love about watching Denver play, and this burns my heart to say because you know we're playing against them now and they're you know, damn near rivals and all this shit when it comes to the NBA Finals right now. But, bro, they just, they play beautiful basketball and they move the basketball so, so fluidly. Like, 
I saw one play where it's like three actions going on on the backside. Jokic has the rock. You know all the attention is going to be on him. But because of all the motion that's coming on the backside and the way the, the ball is swinging back to Jokic instead of him just coming down and running with it by himself, it's opening so much action for them. It's giving them bunnies at the rim. It's giving them buckets that, you know, you ultimately shouldn't be getting in the NBA Finals. And you wouldn't usually get against this Miami Heat team, you know, with the Heat culture that we know of. But the scheme has just been it's just, it's just, it's moving, moving beautifully. I feel like they also need to, their role players need to um, maintain that same level of intensity that they've been having, specifically uh, Bruce Brown, which shout out, to the, yeah, shout out to Bruce, shout out to a former, former Kane, you know, but Bruce Brown, he has, you know, he has been that spark plug for this team all playoffs long. And I feel like it's very undercovered by the media. And I feel like we don't talk about it enough, but Bruce Brown has, think about it like this. We're talking about like six. How tall is Bruce Brown? Like six three, six four, guardish. Maybe like six four, maybe, six five. Yeah, yeah like, he's six four. Yeah, he like you know a decent, decently sized you know guard. Maybe like a small forward or whatever you want to call him. But for him to be crashing the way he does, like I believe mm. there was one game against the Lakers where he had like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I've seen something like five or six offensive rebounds. Like I'm just sitting here thinking about that stat, and I'm like. How is a team allowing Bruce Brown to hit the glass like this? Like, it is literally, it's very simple. It's literally a who wants it more type of thing when it comes to him. We see him put, leaving his, his all on the court. We see him in transition 24-7. He's been putting his body on the line. You know, he's one of those role players that has blossomed into, you know, a very, a very vital piece for this team. And I feel like in order for, um, you know, the collective of the Nuggets to work and in order for this, that second unit to come in the game and not leave, uh, show that drop-off that you should be getting when you're taking out guys like Yoke and uh, Jay Murray, you know, guys like him have to continue to step up. Now, as far as this, we, we've already touched on any basically everything for the Miami Heat, but as far as the don'ts for Miami, and it's been something that's been killing me the entirety of these playoffs, just like we said earlier, um, he said about hitting the, hitting the glass, we allow far too many offensive rebounds. Far too many offensive rebounds. Mm, and it's so good. it's so frustrating <clears throat> to see like great defense being played. We have the we, we have the recipe when it comes to what we need to do on the defensive end. And we you know, we we force a contested shot, whatever the case may be, and it's like boom, that's exactly what we want. All we gotta do is finish it off, hit the glass, and we're going down the other way. It's too many times I'm seeing the ball bounce off the rim. Stay in the air for a little bit. Everybody's watching. Yes, we're boxing out, but everybody's watching. Somebody slips through a crack. Boom, Denver got the ball. Boom, Boston got the ball. You know, this is this was a commonality that I've been seeing throughout the playoffs. So we really, really need to em- emphasize, especially us being the smaller team in this series, we have to emphasize everybody hitting the glass or it's just not going to work because when, when you're giving such tremendous players like Jokic and Jamal Murray multiple opportunities at the um, offensive end, it's only it's only gonna lead to disaster. So that's all I can really say about the Heat, man. I mean, I'm looking forward to Game Two. I feel like it's gonna be a big change of pace in Game One. I'm hoping I'm hoping it don't get worse for us. But you know, with that being said, what are predictions? Like, how are you guys feeling? Let me hear. I know it's hard to be unbiased when your team is in the NBA Finals, but let's try to be as unbiased as we can as far as uh, these predictions are concerned. So, uh, Cannon, you want to start? You can't, you can't say that. Oh, my fault. 
I wanted to add in some dudes for Denver because you know since we really didn't do much for them. Yeah, and go I ahead. Just, and I just want to add the Heat question. Um, so dudes for Denver. Um, I like the way they were icing screens, you know, keeping it one side, sideline, baseline, and, you know, kind of just disrupting the action, not allowing uh, middle penetration. And then obviously we've seen once they do that, especially with Jimmy, he just generally kind of just toes the sideline and then tries to kick it out to a corner shooter and he's just, and then, you know, which crowds the spaces. So they, they did a great job of that and need to keep doing that on um, ball screens to the wing. Um, uh, they need to do better on their rotations because sometimes you've seen, like, especially on closeout situations. And another thing, guys need to stay down a little bit more and close out better. But on closeout situations and rotations, um, got two, there's two people to the ball, which allowed Miami to have easy easy kickouts to certain shooters. And so they need to do a better job of that, on um, staying down on face on the threes and then just rotating better. Um, and then dues, uh, when, when they're struggling, if they're struggling to get a bucket, you know, always go back to that Jamal Murray and Jokic pick and roll because that is that is their bread and butter and that forever will be their bread and butter because that is almost unstoppable. No matter what coverage you present to them, unless you have two defenders that can both guard both of them, which probably for us is Jimmy and Bam, but highly unlikely due to, you know, certain matchups and whatever adjustments we have, it's always – Yep, it's probably going to be drop coverage, and if it's a switch, Jokic's going to take advantage of the mismatch, and he's going to go to work. So they need to keep doing that and keep using that bread and butter. And then obviously against our zone, try to get the ball, like, you know, obviously try to get the ball to the middle, but obviously uh, another thing, kind of set screens on the wings and try to penetrate between the wing and the corner. That little gap right there, that'll be perfect penetration for them. And then uh, cutters, let cutters on the other side come through because guys are generally – Guys will have their backs to the baseline on the corner, so guys coming through cuts from that corner from that weak side, it'll be easy buckets from there. So beautiful take, beautiful take. Y'all know Snipes always gonna come in with the with the basketball knowledge that we need. So we appreciate you for that, Smack. Um, yeah, Bainan, what are we thinking about predictions? Let me hear. Let me hear what you're feeling about game two. Confident or not? Just 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 let the let the fan let the fans hear. Um. I'm confident in a, in a Miami game two victory here tonight. I'm don't sound honest. like it. Right. Right. It don't sound like it. <laughs> okay. My fault. My fault. Sound like he <clears throat> my fault. <clears throat> the Miami Heat going to win tonight. Okay. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm going to let it be known right now, bro. I have too much faith in this team to, to ever bet against them, bro. Like, if you want me to be real, I have the Miami Heat winning this series of five. And I'm sticking with that. I don't care. Um, but yeah, we gonna come up with more energy. We that just take, have to get you. We only. You said what? That takes some balls to say that you still got to hit and fire. Right? I, ain't gonna I, lie. I, I, I'm gonna <laughs> ride that till I die. But pause. Pause. But, um, pause. 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 <laughs> oh boy, trying to get finding cancel, boy. Uh, but look though, look though. Um, we only play Hot in off. Denver. Right, we only play in Denver. What once a season? We just have to get used to it, bro. We gotta get used to it. So I feel like that first game, it was it was more of an adjustment game, like like figure out, okay, this is what it feels like, blah blah blah. But they gonna come out guns blazing, they gonna come out hot, whole bunch of energy. Um, Jimmy not gonna have that 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 game again, and and bam, he put up twenty six. He gonna have that confidence to to hoop. The rest of the guys, they are not gonna give up them open shots again. They are not gonna miss those. So I have I have faith. We gonna win. We gonna pull out the dub tonight. Okay, so give me a score projection. What you thinking for the score for the scoreboard? Um, it's definitely not gonna be a high scoring game. I'm I'm feeling a 
a 103.92 type of game. Mm. Something, something like that. 103.92. I can respect that. That's a that's a very respectable win for the Miami Heat. Okay, thank. Okay, appreciate that, Bannon. Appreciate that, Bannon. Key, you want to go next as far as your predictions are concerned? Um. Uh. Yeah, I I got Miami. You sound unconfident too. Miami. You sound okay. Okay, I was about to say because you sound unconfident too, Nigga. So you better clean that. I'm trying to think. I had some ahead. Someone right. sent me a take. But um, Miami just got to keep doing what they're doing. I say work through Jimmy, like I've been saying. Just play through Jimmy. Jimmy, and, 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 and a lot of people we want to talk about it. Like, every coach said it. It's a fill-out game, the first game. The first two games always fill-out games. Like he said, they only play one time in um, Denver. Once they get used to this air, once they get to the use of this energy, um, one thing I like to, like, uh, like to say, too, is, like, bringing back, <laughs> bring back up the Lakers. Uh, like, after game one, I thought the same thing, you know, like, oh, Lakers is going to be a bag. They're going to do this and that a third. And they didn't come back with that energy. And they, they even at the end of the game, like, it, it, it didn't feel like Lakers had – because they were down 20 the first game. They came back, but it wasn't like that. Miami Heat, do, like I said, to get in the last podcast, do everything, every disadvantage, all the teams are better than them on paper. Miami Heat has always came back. They always step to the plate. They always play at the higher level. They never show fault at anything, like – like all the, you know, okay, everyone can say, "Oh, Giannis got hurt." The game they lost is when Giannis wasn't playing. When he came back, they didn't give a fuck. They 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 bullied the shit out of Julius Randle. They they they, they gave Tatum problems in them boys. Like I feel like they're gonna come back at this game. They, they were smiling after the game. I heard they said in that locker room, Jimmy said it was chilling in the locker room after the game. We were tripping. All right, bro, keep this up. Let's keep going. Uh, keep attacking. Bam, we gotta keep doing what he's doing. Jimmy gotta stay at a high level. I say for um the Denver. They got to do what they keep doing, but fuck them. I think my team is going to disrupt something. Sport always figured this out. Um, my prediction, uh, 92 is kind of crazy for the Nuggets. I ain't going to hold you. I, I, I say 112-108, one, uh, maybe 112-105. Maybe 112-105, I feel like I feel like this is going to be a big Jimmy game, big Max Struess game. You know what I'm saying? I feel like. Uh, I think it matched you shot 16 things in a row. I saw some shit like that. That shit was nuts. I don't give a fuck about what uh, he posted on social media. I'm sick of him, bro. Sick of that nigga, bro. <laughs> sick of him. But I can respect the take. Yeah. I can respect the take. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk on five. I still got Miami and six. I said it. Miami six still got it. Okay, Go so we got oh, Bannon. Oh, okay, so we got Bannon. He got 103.98. Or, yeah, 103.98, right? And then we got uh, something like that. We got Key with, uh, you say 112. Okay. One twelve. You said one twelve. What score? Uh, yeah. I said. I said. I said. I said. one fifteen. I know. I know. Denver score is one oh uh one oh three. Yeah, you said. Sorry, you said one oh three. Yeah. Well, all right. What's one oh three? You said one twelve. Okay, Smack. Let's hear yours. Damn, man. It's 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 gonna be tough. You know. Because obviously Denver, they're not going with the open looks that they had. They're not. They're, I don't see them missing them. They don't see them from this low of a percentage from three. But obviously us the same as well. I don't see us shooting that low of a percentage from three. Um, I, at a, from the game, I like what we had defensively, you know. Obviously there were some mistakes that need to be cleaned up. But, but we, we only, for such a great offensive team, they only scored 104 points. And granted, they didn't shoot the ball well. But, you know, we kind of did have a little bit of effect on that. Because, you know, they were well rested. You know, they had plenty of time. There. Well, obviously, a lot of them guys were in the gym because the way they was conditioned and, you know, the way they was playing. But 
they had a lot of good looks and they weren't knocking them down. And then some of them we forced some bad misses. So, ah, uh, it's tough. It's real tough. It's it's gonna be a close game. I do. I probably I see whoever winning three, but I'm gonna have to go with my Heat boys. I'm gonna go 110, 110 or 107. 110 or 107. I can respect that. I don't know what it is. They like to make the most. It make they like to make it the most dramatic finishes. They let they like putting themselves in the most in these uncomfortable positions. And yeah, they've been fighting out of them, but you know it's just been a staple throughout these playoffs. I bring that up to say, coupled with the fact that Denver did not have that good of a game in Game One, if we're being honest, the Nuggets are gonna win Game Two. I'm sorry to say it. I know it's. It's not what he fans. It's not what he fans want to say. But I brought up the dramatic oh, point. I brought up. The, I brought up the dramatic point because I feel like a 0-2 start to a series is the fire that this team needs to pull True. off to pull off a big time upset when it comes to these Denver Nuggets. You know, we need to get punched in the mouth. I know Game One was a little, you know, should have been that punch in the mouth. You know, that wake up call. But it wasn't really because you know we kind of came back at the end of the game. Then it wasn't you know that big of a blowout as it was looking like it was going to be earlier in the game. So I feel like, you know, and we've spoken about, you know, what we've heard about them in the locker room. They're still, you know, chilling. Things Shit is still kind of sweet for them. I don't really fuck with it. And I think that they are going to be in for a rude awakening because they're going to enter game two thinking that, you know, we're the Miami Heat and we can, we're going to bounce back like we've been bouncing back. But like we said, Denver did not have a relatively good game in game one. So, I feel like Denver is going to understand this, uh, the circumstance, understand the situation, and they're going to understand that a 2-0 uh, lead for them going to, back to Miami was going to be something that, you know, is going to work highly in their favor. So I think uh, it, it burns my heart to say it, but I feel like I got Denver in about, I want to say about 115 to 110. I'll keep it close. 115, 110, kind of high scoring. I feel like I got the Denver Nuggets pulling out game two. But that has nothing to do with my uh, prediction for the series because, like y'all know, I said Heat in seven. So I'm still sticking to that Heat in seven mentality. Bainan got Heat in five, so he, he better be sure that these motherfuckers don't lose. Uh, key, got him, key got him in six. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be – It's been a, it's, game one was a great, um, you know, game other than the shooting that we saw from uh, our Miami Heat team. And I'm looking forward to seeing what, you know, what unfolds in game two. So, huh, once again, boys, that is another episode of the MKZ podcast in the books. Um, once again, we want to give a big special thanks to um, our special guest, the biggest Bannon. Appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us, bringing some great takes to the table. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. And uh, I, I always wanted to, always wanted to pop out here. Y'all boys be going crazy <laughs> on here. So to be here with y'all is, is like I said, it's far. Especially hey. McKinley. That boy knowledge is it's top tier. That boy be talking his shit. Hey, also before he gets somebody here, I want the fans to go take a second to go check out his uh, his stream. You know, as we know, you got Key that streams yep. already. A lot of y'all should already know that Key be on on his stream and shit. But as our special guest is here, we're always gonna show love to the people that's showing love to us. So. 
Go check out uh, Bannon. Yeah, what's the app, Bannon? What's the app for the stream, man? <sighs> Let them know. Big banana bandana. <laughs> <laughs> after the side, I knew something crazy was coming after. But y'all heard the <laughs> Big banana bandana. Y'all go uh, check him check him out on Twitch. He streams. What uh, what type of content do you do you stream on uh, Twitch, Bannon? I've been doing anything. I ain't gonna lie to you. I be I be gaming. I be reacting, listening to music, just chilling. I do everything. Cool, and y'all. Hey, y'all. See, he brought some energy to today's episode. Y'all see, he has a great character and a great future ahead of himself. So please go check out. You know, our homeboy, who's been our homeboy since we've been dead. So it's been a pleasure uh, to have you today, Bannon. My regular co-host, Smack, uh, Major Key. You know. It's always love for y'all. Happy birthday to Key once again. It's always love. We have to. We had to come out here and show love to our dog, man. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to start something. You know, I want to pose a question to the to the to you guys and the audience real quick. Just as far as you know, something that I want to kind of want to start in these episodes where we open up with a question of the day, where we can just you know say some random shit and you know just get each other's takes on it. I feel like it's only on brand as you guys see where I'm at. You know, I could flex a little bit and show the environment, but these uh, I'm out here with the tourists in Orlando, so I'm on I'm on vacation, Hollywood Studios, whatever the case may be. But like we said, the work always comes first, so we had to come together and make this episode. So the question I want to pose to y'all, just a quick answer, so we can get up out of here. Start bench cut, and by start bench cut, the one you cut, all of their content is wiped for from the entirety of any content creation okay we got disney channel we got cartoon network we got nickelodeon start bench cut let me hear it man that's light word man we got we got a start <laughs> cartoon network bench nickelodeon and cut disney channel easy Damn. anybody has a different opinion Bro, I'm, I'm at Disney Channel. It was, it was, yeah, all right. You bro. make that seem <laughs> yeah. easy. Yeah. 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 Way too quick. Like, that was just so. Like, I'm sorry. To say, as wow. soon as you said, because Disney I already, got I already, movies. Yeah, too, exactly. Bro. Disney got like, hit. Nobody, nobody is beating Ben 10, and nobody is beating Generator Red. Nobody's beating Amazing World of Come. Nobody's beating Regular Show. Nobody's beating Teen Times, OG Teen Times. We ain't talking about that yeah. nasty ass Teen Times go. Nobody is beating those classic. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Teen Times go. It's not for that, for that, for that. It's not like OG, bro. It's not OG. Teen Times go. But that show is funny. It's funny, but it's not like the OG, but we here for plot and story. We're not here for random comedy. Like I'm trying to see where I'm beating the shit out of somebody. <laughs> this man, this man, McKinley didn't show no love. He, he had no bias with Disney, being that it's involved in today's episode. He didn't do nothing. He just, he just, he already had his answer picked, and he already know what he's talking about. So, I guess, I mean, if that's your opinion. Let me hear, let me hear somebody else. Uh, Key, what you think, bro? This shit it's hard, tough. bro. It's tough. Cause like, I was thinking like Nickelodeon, yeah. But then again, like I fuck with iCarly, Victorious, SpongeBob. <laughs> but, uh, SpongeBob is my favorite show ever, bro. Like, that's the greatest cartoon ever. That's why ever, they on bro. the bench. That's why Nickelodeon. Like the Disney Channel, bro. Like you know, how many movies Disney Channel had that I grew up on, bro. Lion King. The Incredibles. Uh, if, if the Incredibles is gone forever, I might cry, bro. <laughs> that's, that's, hey, just oh, make it just a bit. Just make it a bit more fair because it would be low key unfair. If we included all of Disney, so we're not including those movies. We're only including the movies that was Pixar? on Disney Channel. Oh, bro. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no Pixar. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so, no, so yeah, we're not Pixar, including yeah, Disney Pixar. as a whole because Disney as a whole 
let's be honest. They run yeah, they they much. run the world of media, let's be honest. But if we're yeah. going off a of Disney channel, which is still hard for me. I don't know why y'all just blowing it off, making it seem nah, like cause Phineas and Ferb is, is like top Phineas Ferb is hard, but SpongeBob go harder. Okay, so what's your list? Start bench card who? Starting uh, Cartoon Network, benching Nickelodeon, and, and beginning with Disney Channel. That's the case. Damn. Okay. Charlie, that's what Charlie like. That's what he's a friend. Hey, bro. Bannon, what you think? Like, which is a oh, Jack and Cody. Yeah, oh, you're tweaking. Yeah, you forget. So they Disney got some banger shows, but that's a Raven. They got yeah. some. They got some hits over there, boy. They got some hits. Bannon, what you think? I know you need some. You might. You might need a second. Them too, but damn, bro. Yeah. Bro, because Cartoon Network, bro. Everything on there is, is majority is five. My top three for Nick is is iCarly, SpongeBob, and Victorious. But then Disney. No, I'm, no, 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 no. Start Cartoon Network, bench Disney, cut the uh, What? Uh, yes, sir. It's tweaking. Big tweak, big tweak. I can't, I can't, I can't just have it be a sweet, bro. You're right. Can't have, can't yeah. have it be a sweet. I can't have it be a sweet. I'm going to Facts, bro. If, I'm going to be real. If I'm going to share my top three, share my order for it, let's start off right off the bat. Get Nickelodeon out of here. I love Nickelodeon, but Nickelodeon can get cut. I know, kind of hot. That's crazy. Kind of hot take, but Nickelodeon can get cut. I know they have some bangers. We already talked about SpongeBob. We talked about iCarly. We talked about Victorious. Very odd parents. Ooh, fairly odd. Ooh, Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom. Avatar. Avatar. Yeah, Avatar was on Nickelodeon. It was showing on Whoa, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Y'all boys is hey, you just, hey, you just pointed out some bangers for me. I ain't gonna lie. But fuck that. Just like, gonna... just like Bannon oh, said, oh. I'm not I'm not fuck that. I'm not going with the hype. I'm gonna have a different list. I got Nickelodeon fuck out of here. This is gonna be so fucking random. I know my oh, regular no. list is probably Cartoon Network starting. But for the sake of making this shit different, y'all probably don't know this about me, but like Kanan probably do. Maybe when we was younger, younger, he probably he probably heard it before. Nigga, me and one of my best friends, Mike, shout out Mike Lewis, my, my boy doing Shout out the goat. Shout out uh, Jesus. Shout, shout out, out the goat. Sure. Nigga, a lot of people don't know this. We used to be skateheads back in the day, right? And we used oh. to be low-key watching skate. We could we could have skateboard for shit. But we were low-key. <laughs> we low-key fucked Niggas with wanted to be Zeke and Luther. You damn right. That's exactly why I'm bringing that up. Zeke and Luther was damn near my favorite show on Disney, bro. I don't oh know what it goodness, was, bro. but that show was so turnt to me, and I hated when it got discontinued because it just seemed like the dopest shit ever. We got niggas that, like, have a whole community of people around the skate park. You know, that was perfect for me. So just off of the backs of that show alone, and Zach and Cody, because Zach and Cody is a classic on deck. Yeah, All of them shits was fucking hard. I don't give a damn. All of them shits was hard. XD was hard, too. Right, and if yeah, we talk... XD was too. Right, and if we... Hold on. What is... um, uh, what's, What is what is London name from Zach and Cody? Um, um, London. No, London. I, London. No, London I know. I, I know. I know. Oh, Brenda Song. Oh. Brenda Song. Brenda Song. If you see this clip, if this clip come across your timeline in any way, shape, or form, oh, yeah, if you're still looking good, I haven't seen you in a minute, but if you still look that good, 
I need you to get right, okay? Go she follow, went to go follow, go follow, go follow MK. What? Man, who cares? Oh. He, can, he can take that. Go. It's a 1v1. I don't care. I don't care. Go follow MKZ on all socials, uh, Brenda Song, and hit the DMs real quick. I got to talk to you about something. So just off of that, 40. I got, I don't give a damn. I got Disney, <laughs> I got Disney Channel number one. I'm starting them. I got Cartoon Network on the bench. Total Drama will forever be one of my favorites. So I got Cartoon Network on the bench. And Nickelodeon. Bank. Nickelodeon, I love you, but get the fuck out of here, man. I feel like that was a nice little fun way to end the episode. <laughs> we really getting rid of Ned's Declassified School Survival That guy. shit can Ooh. kick rocks. Get out of here. That, that can kick rocks. That's my childhood. That's my childhood. That's my childhood. Drake and Josh. Come on. No, no, Drake and Josh is my shit, but I'm sticking with it. I already said it. I'm sticking with it. I already Hey, let us know. Let us know in the comments. We'll probably post the clip alone so you guys can vote. Um, I'm posting on social media or somewhere for you guys to uh, share your Mm -hmm. opinions. But like we said, start Bench Cut, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, Disney Channel. I want to hear your takes and why when you share them. Also, let us know what was your favorite show on each of those platforms, okay? So, with that with that being said, I think we could wrap up today's episode, uh, episode six of MKZ, the podcast. Once again, thank all y'all boys for coming in. Thank you guys for tuning in every week, whenever we're posting these, every day damn near, because we're trying to, we're, we're dropping a recap for every single game in this NBA Finals, okay? So, just be on the lookout. We're going to be more, a lot more consistent this summer. And, we, you know, we're trying to take MKZ to big things. So, we're looking forward to it. Thank you so much, uh, Bannon for all your assistance, all your work. And from there on out, shit, that's all I got. You guys, you fellas got anything? Uh, Heat and six, all I can say. <laughs> uh, I got something to say. Y'all three, y'all boys keep working, bro. Y'all uh, boys, uh, this, this, this podcast shit that y'all going on, this show, this shit is fire, bro. I be, I be trying to tune in as much as I can, but from the shit that I've seen, y'all boys is, y'all boys is, Big brain, young black man, <laughs> ready to succeed, bro. Oh, I, I see, I see a lot in y'all future, bro. So keep going, keep grinding. That's a lot My feet smell like cheese. Come on, Key. you had to ruin hey, the good bro, moment. Why, that yeah, I was saying, it was such an amazing <laughs> moment. It was, bro. It's very loud man. right now. But thank you, Brandon. I thank no, you a no, lot, bro. I ain't gonna lie, you you not included, <laughs> no more, bro. <laughs> bro. Oh. Hell no. Hey, before this goes out of hand, because we know Keith is liable to say some crazy shit, uh, we're going to cut this episode off, man. Tune in for the next one. After game two, we will be dropping another episode where we'll be going through. As you see, we're rolling these special guests in and out. So, like I said, thank you to all the special guests that have and will be tuning in to uh, for these next coming coming episodes. And with that being said, MKZ, out this motherfucker. <laughs>